With Hashem's assistance, we're learning Baba Kama, Daf Gimel, page 3. We begin at the very bottom of Beis and Beis, page 2b. Three lines from the bottom. Four lines from the bottom, last word. Shein v'regel Where does it say in the Torah the concept that if an animal eats and causes damage, or if an animal is walking along and causes damage, that it's going to be liable, the person who owns the animal. The time we learn in a brace of Vishilach, the verse says Vishilach, and he shall send it out. Zeharegel. So when it says he shall send it out, it's referring to the animal who's going and uh, causing damage with its feet as it walks. Vichinu Omer. And similarly, we find the word Vishilach is reference to an animal causing damage or using its feet. Mishalche Regel Hashor Vahachamur. Those who send out their feet, the ox and the mule. Later in the verse it says, and it shall uh, consume. Zu Hashem, this is reference to the teeth, meaning the animal who's eating and causing damage. Omer. Similarly, the verse says elsewhere, meaning it uses this word, ubir, to mean this. We're on the top of Gimel and Aleph. So we see over here it uses the word biur, which means to consume, and it uses it in reference to the word galal. So Rashi explained the word galal here means something that's revealed. What's something that's revealed? Which means it's implying that sometimes it's revealed and sometimes it's covered. That's referring to teeth, meaning things that are eating. So so we see that the word biur, consuming, is used in regards to eating. And therefore it proves that the, the concept of ubir that's in the passage in the verse is talking about the damage that's caused by an animal eating. So we said in the Brisa that when it says Veshilach, it's referring to the animal trampling, causing damage. And we brought the verse of the one who sends out the feet of the ox and the mule. So how do we know that the verse when it says Veshilach is talking about an animal causing damage with its feet? Because of this verse that we brought, this seems to imply that elsewhere the word she uh, is referring to the feet. Allah not for that second verse, but my So what would we have established that the first is talking about when it says Vishilach? If it would be that we would establish the verse to mean uh, goring with the horns, so we already said that concept already. It says Kigach, And if it's coming to teach us that uh, an animal who causes damage by eating, so we also, we also have a verse later on that says that. So what would we have thought otherwise? Why do we need a special verse to teach us that? So my answer is Itzrich. We need it. We would have thought to say that both verses, both Veshilach and Ubir, is going on someone, an animal who's causing damage by uh, by eating. But there are two different types of eating. One is where it causes damage, which doesn't totally completely destroy the thing that it's going to, it's damaging, and one is where it causes damage, where it completely destroys the thing that it damages. So that's what you would think. You would think that the two verses are referring to those two different types of damages that come through eating. And that's why we have to say that no, we have to bring this verse to tell you that when it's a vishilach, it's referring to damage that's caused by the animal walking. So now the Gemara says, so now we're Taka saying, we're indeed saying that the verse is going on, the animal walking along and causing damage with its feet. So how do we know, in fact, that if the animal eats something or causes damage with its teeth and it enjoys it, right? Because that's the defining factor of eating. Consuming is something that the animal enjoys, gets a benefit from. So how do we know that if it hasn't completely destroyed the thing, that it's indeed going to be high if the owner of the animal is going to have an obligation to pay? Dumio deregel. So we'll compare it to the to the damages that are caused when an animal is moving along and walking. Ma regel Just like in regards to regel, in regards to an animal walking. So we didn't find that there's any difference whether it's completely destroyed or partly destroyed. He has to pay in any event. Why? Because the verse says 
v'shilach, and it doesn't say specifically it has to be a case where it's completely destroying it. Avshain, so it's in regards to Shain, even though the verse seems to imply by saying ubier, that it's only when it's completely destroyed or completely consumed, nevertheless, leishna mechal yikarn, avleishna lemechal yikarn. It doesn't matter whether it's completely consumed or not, you're going to be chayv, there's going to be an obligation upon the person whose animal it is. Amar mar. It was stated previously, ubier, zu Hashem. We said that when the verse says ubier, it's referring to an animal eating, consuming, causing damage that way. V'cheinu omer, and how we know, because the verse says, kasher yivar hagol atumai. Just as the galal, which we said is referring to something that's revealed, sometimes it's revealed, sometimes it's hidden. So just like that thing, which is the teeth, uh, it's going to destroy something, consume something to completion. So, so, so to over here, the verse when it says ubiyar is talking about that type of thing. It's talking about the teeth. It's talking about eating. How do we know that it's talking about that? Because the verse says this verse implies that the word ubiyar is talking about the teeth. If not for that verse, what would we say the verse is talking about? Ikaren. If you would say that it's talking about the animal goring with its horns, ksiv, we already have a verse for that. Iregel. Ksiv, we already have a verse if it's talking about regel. So what would we think if we didn't have this verse? My answer is, it's trich. We need it. I mean, we would have thought to say, iti vi idi regel. Both of the first verse, Vashilach, and the second verse, Ubir, are going on an animal trampling and causing damage. Hada azumamela. Hada shalach shluche. It depends. If we're talking about if it went off on its own, meaning the animal went off without permission from its master, meaning it went off on its own. And the other verse is talking about where it was sent by the master to actually destroy it. So that's why we need two verses over there, Kamash Milan. So that's why we need a set, another verse to come and teach us to know the second verse of Ubir is going on the Hezek of Shane, of eating. So now that we're saying that the second verse is actually going on where the animal causes damage by eating, so how do we know that when an animal goes and tramples something on its own, there's an obligation on the, on the master to pay for such a thing? Because we'll say it's exactly the same as Shane. Just like in regards to Shane, in regards to an animal eating and causing damage. It doesn't make any difference. There's no reason for us to assume. Because it doesn't say the word Vashilach. It says Ubi'er in regards to Shane. It says it shall consume. So Consuming is whether we're talking about where it went off on its own or whether it was doing it uh, based on the fact that the master sent it to do that. So to Avregel, Loishna Shilcha, Shluchi, Loishna Ozlamamela. So in regards to Regel, with animals trampling, it doesn't matter whether it was sent intentionally. It doesn't matter whether it went off on its own. Either way, there's going to be an obligation on the master to pay. Now the Gemara asks, Why doesn't the, the Torah just say Vishilach and he sent it out? And it's not necessary for it to say anything about consuming. Because the word Vishilach actually has the connotation of both the animal causing destruction with its feet and also the connotation of the animal causing destruction while it eats. So we already have, it's, it has a mashmoz that has a connotation of causing damage with its feet. As the verse says, when you shall send it out with its feet of the ox or the mule. And it also has a connotation of meaning teeth, and the teeth of the animals I should send upon them. So we see that it also there has a connotation of consumption through the teeth. So why can't the verse just say and we would know both of these concepts? If not for the fact that we had an extra verse of ubier, I mean, I would have thought that it's only one or the other. Either it's it's the halacha that you have to pay when your animal causes damage through its feet because it's something that's common, or it's talking about specifically uh, causing damage while eating because that's something that it enjoys. It has a benefit from while it's causing the damage, but not both of them. So says, wait, let's think about this for a moment. School and hain. They're equal. So we should be able to learn them out, meaning the Himinao Mafkis. Because which one are you going to exclude? Since we would never say this one you can exclude, this one you can exclude, so then we would indeed be able to learn them both out from the same verse. So why is it necessary for it to say Vashilach and Ubiyar? Our answer is it's We need them both. Because I would have thought to 
say, that if the verse only said Veshilach, you would say that it's only if the master specifically sent it out to cause damage. Only then will there be an obligation to pay. But if it went off on its own, then you wouldn't know that in fact there's an obligation on the master to pay. That's what the verse is coming to tell you, that no, we need a second verse to teach you that whether it went off on its own, whether it was sent by the master, there's an obligation upon him to pay in any event. The Gemara continues, What's considered a subcategory of the supercategory of consumption? Let's say it rubbed against the wall. It caused damage to the wall. Why did it do that? It wanted to scratch its back. So it's doing something which it wants to derive benefit from, and it causes damage on the way. The tin for Paris rolled around on the floor, and it rolled over some kind of fruits. It was doing that again to maybe to scratch its back. So those are the two subcategories that we have. Like Mar says, what's the difference between the subcategory and the supercategory? What's the difference when regards to Shane, so it has a benefit when it's causing the damage, and it's your property, and it's upon you to make sure to watch it. These two, so they have enjoyment, they have some kind of benefit when they cause damage. And they're your property, they're your value. And it's upon you, it's your obligation to watch them. So we see, that the subcategory of Shane is also similar to the supercategory. When did Papa say that the subcategory is not similar? I told it the regal. So we try to, again to say that it, perhaps it's not going on Shane, but it's only going on regal. It's only going on when an animal causes damage with its feet as it's walking along. Told the regal mahi. What's considered a subcategory of regal? It caused damage with its body as it walks along. With its hair as it walks along. Maybe something gets caught up in its hair, gets damaged with its hair. With the package that's on its back, with a bit that's in its mouth, with a bell around its neck. So all of these things, so it's considered a damage, it's a subcategory of regel. What's the difference between the supercategory itself, which is something that's common for it to cause damage, it's your property, you have an obligation to watch it, all of these other cases, the subcategories are exactly the same, it's common for them to cause damage this way, it's your value, you're obligated to watch them. So again, we see that over here, the subcategory of regel is similar to the supercategory. So when does our puppet say that the supercategory and the subcategory defer that's perhaps talking about the subcategories of a pit. Told the Bor what is the subcategory of a pit? If it's at the supercategory, is a pit that's ten, and the subcategory is a pit that's only nine tefachim deep. The Torah doesn't say neither nine nor ten. The Gemara says, wait, that's not a problem. Because the verse says, in the dead carcass, if an animal gets killed inside of someone's pit, so he has to pay damages, and the dead carcass goes to him. That's what the Torah says. The rabbi is established that a pit that's ten tefachim deep, so that's going to cause death. So nine, it only causes damages, but it doesn't cause death. So therefore, it's implied in the verse itself that there's a distinction between ten and nine. Sigmar says, wait, so, so, from the end of everything, this is going to be a supercategory in regards to death. This is going to be a, a supercategory in regards to damages, meaning 10 is always going to cause death, or generally speaking, causes death, and 9 does not. So these are each of the supercategories, and the one that's 9, so it causes damages. So the Gemara says, so, so what's the supercategory? What's the subcategory? Rather, the subcategory is talking about a stone or a knife or some kind of package that were left in the public domain, Vizico and they cause damage. So that's similar to a board, similar to a pa- to a pit, and therefore it's called a subcategory. Now the Gemara says, Hey, dummy, what's the case? If we're talking about where the person who owns these things actually made it half 
made it ownerless. Bein l'rav or bein l'shmuel, whether according to rav, whether according to shmuel, hainu bor. That is exactly the same case as a regular case of a pit. V'id l'yafkerinu, and if they had not in fact gone and made it ownerless, meaning this stone, this knife, or this package, so. So if he says, he says that even when you didn't make it ownerless, it's still considered under the category of a bore, of a pit. So then it's exactly the same as the supercategory, as the subcategory. And according to Rav, he says that when you're not mafia, when you didn't make it ownerless, so it's considered a subcategory of shore, hainu shore, so then it's exactly the same as the supercategory again. What's the difference between a bore, a pit, that when you originally made it, its characteristic is as soon as it's made, it's possible to cause damage. It's your it's your money, so to speak. It's your thing. And it causes, it's something that you have an obligation to watch over. So these two, according to Shmuel, so it's originally when you made it, it can cause, when you leave it there in a place that's dangerous, so it can cause damage. It's it's your value. You have an obligation to watch it. So again, we see that the subcategory of bore, of pits, is the same exact thing as the supercategory. And therefore, that can't be where uh, Papa says that uh, there's a difference between the supercategory and the subcategory. So when indeed does he say that there's a difference? On the subcategory of Mave. So what's going to be the subcategory of Mave? So first we have to know what is Mave. According to Shmuel who says that Mave, what's Mave? He holds that Mave is actually the the concept of an animal, an ox, eating and causing damage. So it can't be according to him because according to him, so we already established that the subcategory of Shain, of an animal eating and causing damage is the same as the supercategory. Ilarav, according to Rav, the Amar Mave is the Adam, that what does he say that Mave is? He holds that the the supercategory of damages, which is Mave, is referring to a person who causes damage. My Avois, my told us, so what do we, what's the supercategories and what's the subcategories? Ispe that we have. Vichitem, if you want to say Av, what's considered a supercategory? Neor, where a person is awake and he causes damage. Tolda, Yashin, what's the subcategory where he's sleeping and he causes damage? Vatanam, we learned in Mishnah, Adam, Muad Laoilam. Person, so he's always considered go- he's going to be liable at all times, being air, being yashin, whether he's awake, whether he's asleep, he's going to have to pay for whatever damages he causes. El akicha So rather talking about some kind of body fluids that he has, whether it's his spit or his mucus that's coming out of him, and as it comes out of him, it causes damage. Hey what's the case? If as it's coming out of him, it's moving out, it's, he spits, and on the way it causes some kind of damage. So then it's considered his own power. It's not like an, it's not considered a subcategory. It's like he himself did it. And if it's something that caused damage after it already rested, let's say he spit on the floor and someone slipped on it, whether according to Rav, whether according to Shmuel, it's considered exactly the same as a pit. So So here again we see that the subcategory of Mave is the same exact thing as a supercategory. So what are we left with to say that Rapapa said that the subcategory is not similar to the supercategory? category, it must be referring to the subcategory of fire. Told the Eish what is the subcategory of fire? If you're going to say, if you're going to say that we're talking about his stone or his knife or his package, I left him on top of his roof, and it fell down with the wind, he's going to cause damage. So that's similar in a certain sense to fire, where you have some kind of fire. The wind brings it to somewhere else that causes damage. What's the case? If it's causing damage as it's moving, I know 
violation. It's exactly the same thing as a regular case of fire. What's the difference between the super category of fire, where some other power, some other force is mixed into it, and it's your value, and it's upon you, it's your obligation to watch it. This too has another force that's mixed into it. It's your value. It's something that you're obligated to watch. Again, we see over here that the subcategory of fire is similar to the supercategory of fire. When does Rapapa say that they're different? I told her the regal. It's going on the subcategory of regal. Someone says, wait, regal ha'okimna told her the regal correctly. We already established that the subcategory of regal where the animal causes damage with its feet is similar to the supercategory. So the Gemara says, no. It's talking about a slightly different case. Bechatsi nezek tsuriris. We're talking about a case where the animal kicked up some kind of stones with its feet and that caused damage. So in such a case, you only have to pay half of the damage. The hilchasagamirila, that's actually a halacha mashmisine. It's something that was given over from Moshe at Sinai down to the rabbis, you give it over to us. So that's something that's, that, that's a different halacha than the supercategory. So why is this referred to as a subcategory of regal? The Shalim and Aliyah, because just like in regards to regal, in regards to damage that's caused by the feet, so the damage, if you choose to pay from some kind of property, so you're going to have to pay from the best property. So too, in this case where you have throwers, even though in a certain sense it's dissimilar, because you're paying half of Nezek, you're only paying uh, half of the damages, you're not paying full damage, which is the normal case of Regal. Nevertheless, you're still going to, it's still going to be considered a subcategory, and we see the subcategory over here is different than the supercategory. So another Gemara asks, This is actually a question to Rava, the boy Rava, because Rava asked, In regards to the half damage that you pay in regards to where the animal kicked up some kind of pebbles and caused damage, Do you actually pay from the animal's body, and therefore it's more comparable to Karen, to where an ox gores, and also when you pay this way, so the maximum that you're going to have to pay is the value of the animal. You can't end up paying more than the value of the animal. So is it that way, or is it no? Do we say that it's not, you don't pay at all, from the animal as we do by Karen, where gore, but rather we do it like regel, that uh, you pay from, from the best of your property. So, so more answers, according to Rav, it was indeed a question, but according to Rapapa, it was obvious to him, he held that in fact, it's a tolda, it's a subcategory of regel, you pay menaliyah from the best, even if it's more than the value of the animal that gored. So, therefore, according to him, so you have a case of tolda same lavkiyayitz vahem, where the subcategories are not similar to the supercategories. So, according to Rav, who says that in fact there's a question whether or not it's comparable to regal in this respect so why is it referred to as a subcategory of regal because he holds that in a certain sense it is similar to regal because whereas Karen in regards to a case where it's an animal gores so if it gored in a public place so there's a chiyuv there's an obligation upon the owner to pay whereas if it's doing something some kind of trampling so when we're talking about an animal trampling so in that case so where it's the damage is caused in a public place so there's no obligation for the, for the owner to pay and the reason for that is because the people who left their kalim, who left their objects that got damaged there, didn't, shouldn't have left it in a public place, meaning it's the, own, it's the negligence of the owners themselves. So therefore there's no obligation. So, so to over here, in regards to this case, where, you're, where you have a chatzin nezik tzoros, the half payment that has to be done does not have to be done when we're talking about a public place if the damage was caused in a public place. So therefore we, that's why it's called a subcategory of regel.
The Gemara continues, We said in the Mishnah, the case of Mava, the case of fire, my Mava, so now the Gemara gets into, in the previously when we brought it, so we were just bringing it Agav along the way, but here we're actually getting down to what is Mava. Rav Amar Mava is Adam. Rav says Mava is referring to a person, the person who causes damage. Shmuel Amar Mava is Hashem. Shmuel says, no, it's actually referring to an animal who causes damage when it eats. Rav Amar Mava is Adam. Rav says Mava is referring to a person who causes damage to the Chesiv, because the verse says, Amar Shoimer Asa Boiker. The the watcher, meaning Hashem, said, "The morning has come, v'gam leila, and also evening or nighttime in tevayun ba'ayu, if you shall ask for it." So, so Rashi says we're talking about over here that a person who's a rasha, let's say, who's an evil person, who's supposed to be night for him, is supposed to be something negative is supposed to happen to him. If, if if he asks, if he does tshuva, if he returns to God, so then he has the ability, God forgives him, and he's not going to get punished. That's what the verse is saying. So we see over here that the verse refers to the word mav'eh, it's used the same shorish, the word tivayun, which means to ask, it's referring to a person. Ushmul amar mav'ezashin, Shmuel says no. Mav'eh, the concept of mav'eh is referring to an animal, Eating and causing damage. The chesivas. The verse says, nivu matzpunov. We see that the verse talks about the word nivu and matzpunov means revealing something which is hidden. So we see that the verse is talking about something which is sometimes hidden, sometimes revealed. So what's that? That's referring to the teeth. That's referring to something that's eating. Me'imashma. So where do we see this in the verse? Kedem tagim Rav Yosef, as Rav Yosef explains, ichdein is balish esav is galan matmurahi, revealing that which is hidden. Virav my time Allah Amar Kishmuel. So why why does Rav say that we're talking about a person as opposed to an animal? Why doesn't he say like Shmuel Amar Lacha Mikotani Nive? Because it doesn't say the thing that is covered in the mission. It says Mave, which implies that we're not talking about the thing that's covered and revealed, but rather something that causes uh, covering or revealing. Ushmuel my time Allah Amar Kirav. So why doesn't Shmuel say like Rav? Why does Shmuel say that we're talking about the animal who's causing damage with its teeth? Uh, it doesn't say the person who's doing the thing, the person who's asking the question. It doesn't say exactly what you said. Then where it says, wait. It doesn't really work out, neither like Shmuel nor like Rav. So what's gonna, so why did they each choose to say their own pshat? Rav, my time, Lord, Shmuel. So the says, what's the reason why Rav doesn't say like Shmuel? Tana shor, they call me the shor, because it already said the concept of the ox. So therefore, when it says ox, it means every single kind of damage that's involved with an ox. So that's why Rav learns that when it says mav, it's talking about a person. Shmuel, nami, how tana shor. So Shmuel, how does he respond to the fact that we already said the concept of ox? I'm Rav Yehuda, tana shor, the karnoi. So Rav Yehuda says, because when it says shor, it's referring to an ox that gores. Umavet l'shenoi. And when it talks about the, the case of mav, it's referring to a different type, a subcategory, a different category of ox, which is its teeth. And the Gemara is going to say, we'll continue with that tomorrow, but the Gemara is going to say that they're totally different, they can't be learned from out from each other, and therefore that's why we have to separate them and say them differently. The Gemara is also going to discuss in the next off, why is it that the Mishnah, according to Shmuel, it completely excluded the concept of regel, which is where an animal causes damage with its feet.